welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. My name is Amy McDonald. I'm a yoga teacher and yoga business coach. I am so glad you're here. Enjoy 45 minutes of training for you and your yoga business. Hey everyone, it's Amy McDonald here. Welcome to the Abundant Yoga Teacher Podcast. Great to be with you all again back at home. So last week we had some Wi-Fi issues. I don't anticipate those this morning. Excellent. Uh, everyone who's joining me live, hello and good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. I hope you're having a great day. Say hi to me. Uh, type me something into the chat so I know, into the Q&A box, so I know who's here. I love to see who I'm talking to live. And hello everybody who is subscribed on Apple Podcasts and tuning into the replay. Great to have you listening in as well. Uh, as always, if you are a regular listener on the uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts or Podbean or wherever podcasty thing you're listening in from. I'd love if you would give me some stars and uh, and um, type in uh, uh, some feedback. That would be great. So today, uh, a couple of things, a little bit of housekeeping, and then I'm going to jump into the topic. The topic for today is why I think we all need to be better in our teaching. And I've got a story to share from uh, a class that I took recently as a student uh, that really, really fired me up in this regard. So warning, this podcast will be somewhat of a tirade call to action to all of us, me included. And if you're up for it, I'm going to do like a call out for pledging how it is that you would like to become better in your teaching. Um, but I'll get into that in a moment. Before I do, I wanted to say, whoa, holy smokes, jai, jai. Flash sale, wowzers, you guys know how to grab a bargain. We have been like so excited with everybody who has signed up and bought themselves uh, some coaching with me. I am in for some uh, some really fun months ahead and uh, working with all of you. We're going to have a great time. I've already started having those intensives. We started yesterday. I had an intensive with a great yoga teacher in Brisbane. I've got another one today uh, in the Northern Territory in Australia. So I'm super excited about those. I can't wait to talk with all of you who have purchased yourselves some coaching with me, um, some great clients in the UK, in Australia who have signed up to work with me over six months. Uh, I'm just so delighted. I, I really uh, want to say thanks to everybody who did um, invest in some coaching through the flash sale because, you know, it, it because it indicates to me that you have a desire to be better and to serve more deeply and to share more yoga with the people who need it. You know, I've been talking about this quite passionately over the past couple of months about how actually it's our, if, if it's our calling to share yoga, then surely um, if we, if we have that strong calling to share yoga with people, then surely it's, it's in part a denial of that calling if we don't share yoga with as many people as we can, and I'm talking about the people who need it, obviously, like you don't need to go around and, I don't know, like yoga nidra people to sleep so that you can drag them off to the studio. Well, there's enough people out there who voluntarily would like yoga. Let's start there. Um, and so, you know, congratulations to you if, you if you have invested in some coaching and thank you for doing that because really um, more yoga does make for a better planet. And I'm not saying yoga is the only way, but these days, these times, anything that brings people together 
makes people feel more connected, makes people feel more at peace and in tune with themselves. Let's face it, makes people like themselves a little bit more. That is some powerful medicine that we need. So thank you, and I really, I mean that, um, to everybody who has, um, has done that uh, for themselves, for their yoga business. And of course, thank you because I am so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited about uh, working with all of you. I love it. Man, can we cover some ground in 90 minutes? Look out if you've bought one of those intensives. Look, hot tip, if you haven't bought one and you wanted to, we're totally sold out. In fact, while I was asleep last night, uh, we oversold. Uh, <laughs> no more of those available, but I know that you like them, so we might do that again next year. You can't buy those now, though. They're done. Uh, I'm totally full and excited about it and no more for sale. Uh, what, what is still for sale, though, is if you were thinking about doing a, a six-month coaching package with me, Grow, Serve and Shine, there is still one of those available. So um, you haven't missed out on that. But um, so please do reach out to me because um, if you're meant for that, I want to talk to you. Um, you can find it at amymcdonald.com.au forward slash flash sale. Or you can send me an email, amy at amymcdonald.com.au. That is a bigger investment. It is a bigger commitment of time. Obviously, it's a much more intensive and um, comprehensive way of working with me. In fact, it's the most uh, comprehensive way of working with me. So it's not a decision to take lightly. Uh, if you've been sitting on the fence about that and you want to connect with me before saying, yes, please, if that's an investment that resonates for me, just reach out um, and we can jump on the phone and talk it through. I'm not going to try and sell you something that's not meant to be, I promise. Uh, ask anyone who's in any, any of my programs when we have these calls. Um, <laughs> It's not my job to convince you to buy something that's not supposed to be bought. Uh, but I'm definitely open to answering your questions. So just shoot me an email and we can sort that out. But like I said, the intensive, 90-minute intensive, uh, oversold. No more of those for sale. Uh, but there is one place left if you'd like to work with me for six months. Just reach out or check out amymcdonald.com.au forward slash flash sale. Hello to Gail in Canada. Hello to Katie. Okay, good morning back. Hey, ladies. Everyone else, say hey if you're here listening in. I'd uh, like to know who I'm talking to. That's fun. All right, so today I want to talk about, uh, I've got like a call to action for you folks. And, um, and I hope this doesn't seem presumptuous, but I really feel compelled to share this message. I Let me tell you the story first. So I was at a yoga class. You, you all know that I believe that we all should be going to a lot of yoga classes, lots of different yoga classes, drinking, eating from the yoga buffet, as I've said before in a, in a vlog, I think, because it's great for our industry. It supports our colleagues. It helps to uh, raise all boats. You know, why not be that random drop-in that turns someone's small class into profit? It's good for, the, it's good for your energy, right? It's good for a prana boost. But also it's great for our teaching capacity to learn from each other. It doesn't matter if you teach Bikram and you go to a Drew class, there is still going to be something in there for you that is going to help you get better at your teaching. Um, even just watching other students practice is incredibly powerful. I'm a big fan of going to classes. Just randoms. You know, if you're traveling, if you're on the road, if you've gone to stay with your parents for the weekend or, or whatever, um, Take a class. If I'm going to Melbourne for, for something, for work, I'll stick a pair of, you know, yoga pants in my bag and, um, and drop in on something before I catch the train home. 
so it, it's really good for us. Anyway, so I was doing this over the weekend. I, I visited a bunch of classes and um, generally had a very nice time. Thank you. But one of the things, hey, Susan's here. Awesome, Susan. Love that you've bought yourself an intensive. Can't wait to catch up with you and what's going on in your business. So one of the classes that I went to over the weekend uh, really shook me up. It really shook me up. And I realized that um, what that was mirroring for me was an opportunity to get better myself. So here's what happened. I was, um, it was a big room. It probably could have fit 30 people in it. And there was six students there. My first time, and I know from the people that were in the room that two of the other people, so half the class was brand new to that space, never been to the studio before. The teacher checked in with me at the start, you know, what are your injuries? And I said, you know, I can't wait bare for very long on my wrists and I've got really limited external rotation in my femurs, particularly the left. So I'm just, you know, my Bhattakonasana looks like crap. And, um, and I'm just going to take it easy. My standing pose, asymmetrical standing poses are all going to be short and I'm cool with that. Um, and, and I told her that, uh, that I was a teacher. So, you know, I, I'm happy to modify, but I'm always open for suggestions and ways to access more range of motion. You know, we had a good chat. I felt good about it. Got my gear, started the class. Now the class itself, uh, was good. The instruction, it was your very basic, uh, solid, um, potpourri class, as, as John Friend would have described it. You know, um, start with a modified Soraya Namaskar, then some standing stuff, some balances, uh, an inversion, and then um, some seated stuff, and then uh, some pranayama, and then shavasana. Great. In fact, I think shavasana then pranayama. Great. There was the guy next to me who was just about to start a 200-hour teacher training. And like the next day, he was a bit older than me, I think. We had a chat at the start. Really interesting guy. In fact, you know, you know how you meet a character and you just think, man, I want to buy this guy a cup of coffee because he's got some stories and I want to know them. <laughs> really interesting guy. He told me he had uh, been a boxer and a football player and he was riddled with injuries and then he'd found yoga and that was his story and it really healed him. And so he was, he was going to, he was having a career change. And he was going to become a yoga teacher. Not an uncommon story, right? Uh, when you did your TT, maybe there was a similar guy in your teacher training uh, intake. Or if you run TTs, maybe you, you know the sort of uh, uh, archetype, if you like, that I'm talking about. And so he was really showing up. Um, he'd, he'd invested a lot, I think, in the teacher training. He'd left, uh, he's, he'd come into state to take it. He'd done a lot of research to pick the right yoga school. He was really, energetically invested in, in going for it in yoga. So the class gets underway and I become aware of this guy's breathing. Um, he was, it was really labored. Um, it was really uneven. He was really efforting a lot to, to get his yoga asana right. And I did air quotes then that don't convey well uh, in the audio realm. Um, but I was aware of it. And at one point I, I, you know, I think we were doing like prasarita or something and I was facing his direction. And I could see that he was like very red in the face and quite sweaty. No judgment there. That's kind of how I roll as well during yoga asana. And then it got to the point of the class where we were doing Supta Gustafana with a strap. And while I was preparing for this podcast, folks, I was trying to think, shout it out into the Q&A. Like I can't remember, how do you describe that pose in English? I know not everybody teaches with Sanskrit names and I want to be mindful of that, but I can't. Essentially, it's like lying on your back it's a hamstring stretch where you have the strap around the ball of the foot 
and the first version you just draw the is it like reclining knee to nose or something I'm not sure how what the English is for it but you you know you stretch the hamstring draw the foot towards the face and then the second variation is you take the you take the leg out to the side and stretch the inner thigh uh, I call that ship to part of the stuff and a bit um, yeah shout it out so I can uh, talk other languages or how how have you described that in um in in English in, in other traditions so we're doing that and um, I know for sure that, like the guy on my to my left, he's got these great. Not that you know, I know as yogis, jealousy is not something we should practice. But when it comes to hip mobility, I can't help myself. I'm jealous as hell as everybody. And so this guy, you know, I had to move my props out of the way because his ankle is like all in my space, and I'm just thinking, go you, sir. I wish. Whereas my version is maybe. I don't know, I'm like 30 degrees from 12 o'clock. My, my leg gets to like 10 o'clock on the left side in that pose just because, you know, I've sort of fucked my pelvis with too much bad yoga. Anyway, so that's me and he's way over there and then we change sides and I, and you have to, right? It's a twist. You're looking to the other side and I notice that the guy on my, to my right, the guy who's about to do the teacher training, he has, I don't know even what I would call it. It was kind of like, I mean, he was working hard. He was sweating bullets. His breath was really labored. And he kind of was rocking this thing that was kind of, I mean, it was part of Gustafsana in the sense that he was lying down and he had a strap around his foot. But there was nothing else that he was doing that looked like that pose. It was kind of like a little bit of happy baby, kind of. But there was no way that he was getting anything as far as hamstring stretching or um you know, inner thigh stretching, adductor, nothing going on there. So adductor, nothing going on there because it was just some wacky shit that he was doing with his leg. And this is when I started to get pissed off. I'm just going to say it. You know me. I tell it like it is, Amy. This is where I started to get pissed off because there was six of us in that class, six people to one teacher. Now, if you ask me, that's pretty much almost a semi-private class. And I don't care what your lineage is. I know that there are some, like I've been at uh, Sachinanda yoga classes where the student, where the teacher sits at the front on her mat and does not leave it. Um, or, you know, a Bikram class, if you are up on stage with your microphone on, you're telling people what to do. There are lineages where if you're a vinyasi, maybe you do the whole practice on your mat. Fine, but this guy was so grossly misaligned. He wasn't even doing something that looked like the pose, and he was so present with his practice, and so he was going so deep and and really being with his yoga that he he wasn't looking at me. He wasn't looking to the at the woman to his other side, and he had no idea that he wasn't even close to the pose. And I just got pissed off. I'm thinking this guy has travelled hundreds of kilometers and invested thousands of dollars to be a part of this yoga school and the teacher isn't even coming over to say hey actually it would be better what about if you straightened your leg here and didn't take the thigh out quite so far and if you tone your abs see if you can actually feel a stretch on the inside of your leg that's all that needed to happen but she was just sitting up there like I don't know what she was doing I want to say filing her nails that's just Amy being way too bitch you know, maybe she was having a bad day. Maybe she just couldn't be asked. But if, and maybe if it had been me and she knew that I was just in town for the day and I was never going to come back, who cares? Let's stop bother investing. But this guy was there for a month 
and had made a significant investment in time, money and energy and she didn't get off her mat and come over and just let him know that he wasn't even close to the pose. And I just got really pissed off. I got pissed off and I felt really bad for this guy because you know what else? He's an older guy. You know, he's he's got a he's got a wrestler kind of footy man body. He's got a tank top on and he's footy shorts. And I, this is a gross projection on my part, but I could I kind of got the sense that if this guy knew, not that this is what yoga is about, but here's the reality: if this guy knew that he was doing something wiggy whack that no one else was doing, he probably would have been really embarrassed. And that's not cool either as the teacher to leave someone doing something that they probably, you know, he would have looked, glanced at me and glanced at the woman to his other side and gone, oh, fuck, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Hope no one saw me. Now, I know we're looking to drop the ego and all of that sort of stuff, but in that moment, he's a human. He's trying really hard. He's getting it really wrong, and no one told him. And, you know, I was lying there, and and, and i got to say, anything to do with, like, <laughs> the psoas just tends to put me into it lets me tap into my bitch energy a whole lot faster. Let's just put it like that. Anyone else have like Carly moments when they're in the psoas? Don't fucking touch me. Is anyone like, you know, just saying. Uh, I was already primed to be angry because we're talking about my hip flexors, my adductors, my abductors. There's some stuff in there. I won't lie. Uh, but seeing this happen, I was just like, you know what? This is not okay. And so today I wanted to share this story with you because when I, I'm driving, driving to the next thing I was doing that day, I'm sitting in the car thinking, okay, so, you know, I believe, as anyone in my programs knows, I believe in taking radical personal responsibility. There's nothing I'm going to do to tell that teacher that she did a shitty job. I mean, that's none of my business. That's her journey. That's, you know, that's absolutely none of my business. But what can I learn about myself from this situation? Why did I get so goddamn pissed off? And how can I use this as a teaching to become a better person and to move closer to my higher self? And what I got was, well, you know what, Amy, sometimes you can be lazy as a teacher. Sometimes you don't give people as much attention as maybe you could. And and the real stinger for me was, well, Amy, you haven't actually been with your teacher for a long time. Like you, you haven't taken the medicine for a really long time and maybe you need to get your ass back to being at the foot of your teacher and polish your own skills. You ain't perfect, honey. It's been a long time since you've invested in your professional development in that way. And I, and, and these were really powerful booms, right? Whoa, hang on. Gosh, truth bombs, three of them, right to me, right about me and right, right to the heart of, uh, what this teacher showed me and the lessons and the amrita that I received from being in that class. So I thought, well, this is probably something that I could share on the podcast because um, if, if I, I'm a pretty good teacher, I think. You know, my students seem to like it. I've, I've done a few thousand hours of teacher training. I'm, you know, I, I think I know a bit. But hell, here's three pretty obvious ways where I can kind of suck. And so maybe this might resonate for other people in my community. The other reason I want to share this topic on the podcast is because if you are here listening to this, whether you're live with me, seems to be lots of people here from Canada today, love that. If you are here with me today, if you have 
uh, invested in any of my programs, if you are part of my Facebook group, if you are listening to this on the replay podcast, chances are you have a craving to be better at your craft. Like chances are you have a capacity to be self-reflective. Chances are you believe in the power of yoga and you want to help it get better across the board by modeling what it means to be a great teacher. Chances are you're not just a teacher who did a training a while back and just blows into class and does some stuff and goes home and watches Netflix because it's just what you do for a living. You probably have, like I do, a yoga fetish, you know. You pro- I don't know, you don't, it doesn't mean you need to have called your cat Drowbity, but you probably have a bit of a, a bit of a, you know, a love affair with yoga. And what I also realized after being at that class was that's actually a beautiful thing and not to be taken lightly and certainly not to be taken for granted. So today I want to acknowledge that if you are a part of my community, you already probably expect a lot from yourself. One of the common things, you know, that I see again and again with people who sign up to work with me or even who just have like a 45-minute quick coaching session is that we all have fairly relentless self-standards. We can all hold ourselves to pretty high expectations. And some of us from time to time or maybe all the time can struggle or can work with things like perfectionism. So this is not Amy doing a podcast, telling you all that you suck and you should get better. Not at all. I don't think I suck. But I know after having that mirror held up to me that I can most certainly get better. And so today as a collective of yoga teachers who believe strongly in the power of yoga and who know how powerful and transformative and healing yoga can be, because we've experienced that for ourselves, I want to invite you to work with me to actually raise the standard, to raise the standard. I suspect that all of you who are listening to this are probably already great because you wouldn't be listening to this if you weren't. You wouldn't be listening to this if you didn't want to get better. You wouldn't be listening to this if you just treated yoga like some other thing that you did. You're here because you believe in yoga. And that tells me that you're already great at what you do. And so because we have that strong foundation, our opportunity and perhaps even our work, part of our work, gets to be becoming even better so that we raise the bar of what yoga classes are and the experience that our students have of yoga. The guy next to me in that class did not know that that was lazy teaching. He didn't know. If that was me and I was doing something whack, I would have said, I'm sorry, could you help here? Because I don't understand what's going on. Could you give me it? Could you give me some advice? I don't get it. But he didn't know that he could even ask that question. He didn't know that he was not even in anything close to the pose. And if you think about it, even just from an anatomical sense, presumably that pose came into that sequence at that time for a reason. And he wasn't getting the benefits of that pose because he wasn't doing it. So he was missing out on whatever needed doing in his body in that way for us to move on to the next thing. From an energetic pranamaya kosha situation, maybe there was some benefit that, that made sense in that sequence that he wasn't receiving because he wasn't doing the pose. But he didn't know. And that's what pissed me off even more. 
that this guy who had, like I said, invested thousands, traveled hundreds of kilometers, taken time off work and rearranged family and all of it, didn't know that he was in a shitty class. I mean, how, and that just broke my heart that the standard that he had been exposed to up until that time, and he wasn't, he didn't come from the boondocks, he came from a major city, major Australian city, and he didn't know that he was in a shitty class because what does that say, folks? That tells me that that was the standard of teaching that he was used to. And I want to say here today that that's not okay. That's not okay. I don't think. Anyone else? Anyone else agree with me? And so how do we come at that, that there is, how do we come at the fact that there is crap that there, and I'm, you know, I'm just, like I said, I'm going to be vehement about this today because I'm, I mean, I'm a little bit incensed about it. How do we, what is, what is our role in understanding that there is rubbish in the market, that there is people who don't get up and help somebody, that there is people who are prepared to let someone be uh, look, for me, I would say unsafe. If you are sweating bullets and you can't breathe properly, let alone doing something wacky with your legs, that's actually unsafe. And it's my job as a professional to get you back into safety, first and foremost. Like, forget about your nadis and how you're realigning your chakras or whatever. Yeah, you, This guy could, I don't know, maybe he's got a blood sugar issue. I don't know. But, you know, he was in um, he was in distress. His body was in, biologically, his body was in distress. If that's my student, it is my job to get him out of that. I, I, and the rest comes second. Accessing your hip flexors or whatever, your hamstrings, give a shit. Let's just get you out of fight or flight. Let's get your body back, let's get your body out of stress mode. And none of that happened. And he didn't know that it was wrong town. It's wrong town to be, even in a class, you know, I mean, I love, I'm Peter, Peter Dosher. I love me a class where you're sweating bullets and you're going for it and you're in the zone, but I am still Ujjayi Pranayama. Like if I can't breathe properly, that's, you're into danger and no one came to help this guy. So how do we as professionals combat this? What is our role in supporting, in, in, um, in supporting improvement in our industry and in, and in working against that sort of crappy teaching. Here's what it is. We get to become even better at our, at our teaching so that when someone goes to a class like that, they have a higher point of comparison and they can understand this is wrong. This is weird because I remember I went to Dolores's class. Hey, Dolores. And I didn't feel like this there or I, I did this pose in Gail's class and I wasn't sweating bullets then or we did this at Katie's class and and I could breathe properly there and now I feel strange. This isn't right. I'm going to ask a question or I'm going to back off or I'm going to modify in a way that feels right for my body. But this guy didn't know that those options were available to him because he thought that what he was experiencing was normal. So today, uh, <clears throat> my challenge to everybody today is to consider if you are up for it with me to combat shitty yoga teaching by being better, if we get to be the example of good class, you don't have to be, you know, excellent, profound and have Guy TV banging down your door, but let's at least be good. Let's at least like decide that, that the baseline is safe. <laughs> you know, 
Like, let's at least decide that someone feels better after leaving our class. Let's at least decide that if someone's doing something that isn't the pose, we tell them. Like, this is, I would have thought this is fairly obvious, but I see now that it's not. But if we as a collective can agree that, yes, we're going to take a stand and help students understand what crappy yoga is by showing them what good yoga is, if you're up for this with me, my invitation for you today is to actually take a look at go in and, you know, Svadhyaya moment, hashtag Svadhyaya moment, think about your own teaching. And, you know, be real with yourself, not overly critical, not beating yourself up, not giving yourself a guilt trip, but actually considering, okay, I'm just a human as well. I'm not perfect. That'd be boring if I was there already. What could I change in how I teach to be better in a way that feels good to me? So, like I said before, I shared, I realize I haven't been with my teacher recently. And I'm a bit rusty. I, w- I need to go drink from the fire hydrant. Like, it's time. Amy, get yourself on a plane. Stop fucking about. Stop being cheap with yourself. Go book into something and be with your teacher. I need that. Um, I, I also, I've got a student in my class, the one that came up for me. I've got a student in my class who's been a student for years. And these days, the past couple of classes, I haven't actually encouraged him to ease off. He over-efforts. Not to the point of this guy going to give himself an aneurysm, but he over-efforts. And it's been a while since I said, hey, you know what? Um, less is more here. Get yourself some blocks. You're never going to touch your toes. Everybody's okay with it except you. Go get some blocks. You know? Um, it's been a while since I've told him to do that. And that's lazy. It's bad teaching on my part. It, even if I said that to him every class he comes to for the rest of our lives, that's my job. And I haven't been doing it. So, and that's, that's crappy on my part and I'm going to start doing it again. Uh, here's another thing that I can sometimes do. If I know I've got someone in my class who's just here for one class and is not coming back, I'm going to give them attention. I'm going to modify them. If they're doing something that is whack daddy, I'm going to tell them, but I'm not going to really fine tune the stuff. I mean, I'm an alignment-based Hatha yoga teacher, so this doesn't apply for everybody because obviously if you're, you know, if you teach a rock and vinyasa and you're at the front, you can't get round to tell everybody the minute detail, but I can. That's my lineage, and I don't always do it with people who are just coming for a drop-in. I could underinvest in students I know aren't coming back. That's embarrassing, actually, to say out loud. But I want to make a point. I want to be really real with you guys, and I want you to be really real with yourselves and really real with me. Take a look. What could you be doing better? You already know. If you're honest with yourself, shit, that thing, I could have done that better. You know, maybe it's your sequencing. Maybe you're being a bit sloppy. Maybe you're just putting poses together rather than thinking about the therapeutic benefits. Or maybe you're, maybe you're a theme person and you're just going back to the same old poems because you really just haven't made time to sit down and read a new book and, and get a new idea and talk about something more complex. What is it that you're, I'm, I'm talking about your actual teaching, not the business part today. I want to talk about just the teaching. Where is it that you could ask more of yourself and show up and serve more deeply, not in a depleting way, not in an exhaustive way, but in a way that when someone turns up to your class and practices with you and then goes somewhere else, they know, whoa, this is not okay. 
I know what quality is because I experienced it with Katie. I know what quality is because I experienced it with Susan. And this is not quality. And again, I'm not doing this because I don't believe in competition. I don't. Not in our industry. Like everybody gets to play here. But what I do believe in is safety. And I, what I do believe in is this is a profession. And we get to be skilled professionals. And it's not just something that you break up with your boyfriend and you go to Costa Rica and you come back two weeks later and you call yourself a yoga teacher. That's possible. And that's a great place to start. Hell, that was pretty much my story. Just swap Costa Rica for Thailand. But by God, I knew by the end of that month in Thailand that I still didn't know. Like I knew more about what I, you know, I knew how much I didn't know the Donald Rumsfeld, the unknown unknowns, the known unknowns than before I started. And I've continued to train to get better because when I finished my 200 hours, I was kind of dangerous. I shared this before I got my cat cow mixed up for fuck's sake. Like <laughs> I had some problems. Uh, not so much now, but now, you know, there's more. There's always more. My teacher, I think, I say this often, is one of the best in the world. And I've got a long way to go before I'm anywhere close to how good he is. Not that that's necessarily my journey. I understand that I'm pretty middle of the road, safe yoga teacher, but I can get better because I want people to know when they're somewhere that's a good class, and when, but more importantly, when they're somewhere that's not when there's somewhere that's not. I don't want people coming to yoga and having an experience like that guy next to me, oblivious to the fact that he wasn't in the asana, putting his body into unnecessary stress. Who needs that? Let's face it. We have that all the time anyway. And looking at football, boxing, he said he had five different businesses. Like the man's got a stressful life. He doesn't need to be coming to yoga to get more stress. But, I, but that guy didn't know, and I think the only way that we get to influence this situation is by being better. So my shout-out for everybody today, and I want for if you are live with me right here, I want you to type this into the Q&A. If you are up for this challenge, then I want you to pledge it. What are you going to improve about your own teaching? Like I said, it can be embarrassing. It's embarrassing for me to tell you all that I've let Morgan do crappy Uttanasana for the past couple of weeks because I just... I don't know, was lazy, really. That's embarrassing. But God damn it, after being at that class on the weekend, it's not happening anymore. I am expecting more of myself. I am going to be really present, even for the people that I know are never coming back. And I'm going to go back to my teacher soon because it's time and I need to for the betterment of myself, my own practice, and absolutely for my teaching. So what are you going to do? What can you honestly say you've been a little bit sloppy or lazy or uncommitted or um, dismissive of in your teaching that you are going to reclaim and own. How are you going to get better, better? How are you going to get better today in your teaching so that collectively we are raising the bar of what yoga is, we are raising the expectations students can have of their teachers and we are raising the quality of yoga teaching as a profession. What are you going to do? I want to hear it, especially like all of you who are listening in on GYYB. I want to hear it from you. All of you folks, I want to type, type it into the Q&A. What are you going to do better? Claim it. Own it for yourself. Let's let this be powerful today. Let's let the ripples of Amy doing a shitty class on the weekend. <laughs> 
be way more influential than just me getting better as a teacher. Dolores says, hi, Amy, Dolores checking in. Hello, lovely. Katie says, I agree. Yes, I'm in. I'm fired up and I'm taking that incredible attitude to my class today. Awesome, Katie. I'm so, so happy for you. Specifically, give me the specific, even if you can just name one micro tweak, folks, that you are going to do differently now. I, you know, are you, have you not been asking people about their injuries before, when they start, when you start class? Have you not been, um, doing as many hands-on assists, if that's your thing? Have you not been, are you, have you seen something go wrong, but you've just let it go rather than stopping and pausing and correcting? Um, have you been teaching the same pranayama for months just because you're a bit nervous about teaching something else, but you haven't actually made the time to blend it into your own practice so that you feel confident sharing it with your students. I don't know. Like, what is it for you? How how do you want to take a stand for our industry and demonstrate to people what great yoga is so that when they're in crap yoga, they know it and they can stay safe? I went to another class on the weekend and um, and because of my hips, you know, the the... It was like um, the the pose was Agni Stambhasana, folks, fire log, I think, in English. Um, you know, seated cross-leg pose where your ankles are stacked over your knees and your shins are parallel. Um, I can't do that. I can't do anything even close to that. I can't even sit with my legs crossed without being in discomfort. Even if you sit me on all the blocks in the studio, that's just what I've, what I've done to myself. Um, and she was teaching this as a... Gluteal stretch, glute me, glute min stretch, outer hip stretch. And we'd, it was a, it was a therapeutic class. Like I'd gone to it because it was therapeutic and I liked that, you know, I, that I, I need a bit of that every now and then. And we're in this pose and she, we talked about my pelvis because I got there a bit early and, um, and I said to her, look, I can't sit like that at all. Um, what can I do instead? Cause I really want to access that stretch. And I can't, I've got so much compression on my inner groins that I can't even get anywhere close to stretching my outer hips and anything that looks like that. So I asked her for a modification. I really wanted to access that stretch. I do, you know, go to the gym every day, run on the treadmill. I like me some glute stretching, you know. So I was, you know, checking in, what can I do instead? And I go on to her because she was a therapeutic yoga teacher and I thought she's going to know more about this than me. I, here's a sister. She's going to be able to help me and I can put this into my, even if it doesn't go into my yoga asana practice, I'm going to do this at the end of every session at the gym. Like, bring it. I, I, I love me some glute stretching. How can I do, how can I get a stretch there? Because I can't sit like that. And she said to me, oh, well, if you can't sit like this, then you won't be able to access the stretch. This one's just not for you today and you need to be with your body. Now, I don't know about you folks, but I, that's just a, like, that is a load of bullshit. No, I'll never be able to sit like that and not be in discomfort. But sure as hell, there's got to be something that I can do to stretch my glutes that doesn't involve me sitting cross-legged on the floor. And to give me this answer of just be with your body, I mean, what does that even mean? That's a dangerous instruction. Does she mean stay sitting in a way that's causing you discomfort? Does she stay, stay sitting in a way that is aggravating an injury? What does be with your body mean? My body's saying, can you please stretch the glutes? That's what my body's saying. I'm trying to be with it. 
I'm either sitting here in pain or I'm sitting here thinking, shit, I want a glute stretch too and I can't get one. Like that's the sort of those throwaway, just be with your body. You know, where maybe you have a throwaway comment. Maybe you say something that means nothing, but you've said it for so long that you've forgotten that it has no meaning. Maybe you say things that are superfluous. Oh, my God, I did this for years. I was only on my last retreat in Thailand. But I thought, Amy, would you just stop saying this? I always used to say, when it's time to set your sankalpa, your resolve at the start of class, I would always say, repeat this silently to yourself three times. Think about it. Superfluous much? Repeat this silently to yourself. No, repeat it silently to the chick sitting next to you. What a stupid thing to say. I'd been saying that for years because it was just on rote. Freaking ridiculous, Amy. Repeat this silently to me three times. I mean, so stupid. So, you know, so now I say, or at least I try to, because dang, is it hard to break the habit. Now I say, repeat this silently three times. Because if it's silent, fair chances you're the only person who's listening to it, you know? Like maybe you say something that is superfluous. Maybe you pad things out with words that just don't actually create any difference. Maybe you just, um, I don't know, like maybe here's another one that I see. This this teacher did it as well. She was cueing the breath, but it was on rote because she was just saying, inhale, exhale, do this. Inhale, exhale, do that. I'm like, if I inhale, exhale, do something, unless you're trying to teach me some kind of strange kumbhaka, pranayama, that is some weird breathing. Inhale, exhale, come into down dog. What? Can I breathe while I come into down dog? Do I have to huff and puff before I get there? I mean, it's like a micro breath of fire and then do a yoga asana and then take another mic. It was weird. But it was what she just obviously did on road. So come on, folks, I want to hear it. What are you going to do? What do you know about yourself? And you get to be playful with this. Like I just said, repeat this silently to yourself three times. Stupid, but I've been saying it for years. <laughs> Not anymore. At least if I'm, you know, when I'm, when I'm tired or whatever, it might slip out and I go, anyway, stupid. But, you know, what are you going to change? How are you going to be better so that people who are going to other classes know, whoa, I should be expecting more here. This is, I should ask a question here because I don't feel safe. Or I'm going to check in with the teacher on this one because it feels weird to me. When we teach better, we give permission to our students to be more inquisitive and empowered in their classes. And that is very important, as well as raising the bar on what it means to be a yoga teacher as a profession. You know, there's not a dentist out there going like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to fill that one today. I can't be asked. Right? There's not a doctor who's, well, maybe there is, but, you know, they're not common that a doctor's going to be like, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I think it's just, just listen to your body, you know. Just, just be with where you're at. If you go in there with some kind of symptom, they're going to try to figure it out for you. Gail says, I'm going to take classes and connect more with my teacher and my own practice. Bam, Gail, I love that. Yes, that was a big one for me. I think I'm okay, but it's been a while since I've been around excellence. Maybe I need to raise the bar on my point of comparison. Maybe I need to go be inspired by someone who I think is excellent. Yes, Gail, good for you. Katie says, I need to rediscover a teacher for myself. I will offer more physical assistance and get off my mat more and get amongst the class a little more. Good for you, Katie. Great. 
And again, I just want to reiterate, there are some modalities, some lineages where you don't get off your mat. I'm not saying you have to get off your mat. And maybe if you, I mean, think about those fabulous Bikram yoga teachers. You've got a script and you've got to read it from go to woe. But I'm sure there is still something that you can do to be better. Uh, and, and you don't have to get off your mat. I mean, this woman, she didn't have to get off her mat. There were six of us in the room. She could have just said, I don't know, let's say this guy's name was Phil. I don't know what his name was. Hey, Phil, straighten your left knee. And Phil would have actually then been in Supta Dasna, or at least a hell of a lot closer to it than what he was. And and it wouldn't have been a, it's not a judgy verbal assist. It's not, no one else would have given a shit because they're in their own process. But he would have actually put himself into the pose. Nice one, Katie, I like it. Rediscovering a teacher for yourself. Yes, um, having a teacher is um, is important. It doesn't have to be one and you don't have to be with them in person. I mean, Jai Yoga Glow, Jai Yoga International. I mean, there are so many great, and all the others, there are so many great online platforms. Just Even if you're not even doing the class, if you just watch a class while you're washing the dishes. I mean, all of this, it goes into the, goes into the Nyana Bank, right? Yes, Katie says, oh my goodness, I'm sure I have some of those less wordy and sharpen my instructions. Yeah, that's a, that's a sneaky one, Katie. That is such a sneaky one. The things that we say just by, um, just because we've always said it. Um, I used to, coming out of Shavasana, I used to say so much stuff, like all the things, um, what did I, uh, draw, draw your knees into your chest, roll to your right side. I used to say that every time. And now I just say, draw in and roll over. <laughs> I got a big room. I don't care which, I'm not one of those people that roll towards the heart, roll away from the heart. No, I always say, roll to the right for traffic control. But if you've got enough space and people aren't going to roll into each other, I don't care. Roll. Um, so yeah, but they become habitual, right, Katie? You can just say stuff that, that's superfluous, really powerful one. Tune it up, tighten it up. Um, let's face it, there is nothing, I don't think there's anything more frustrating than when you're supposed to be in meditation and the teacher won't shut the F up. It's different if they're taking you through a guided something or other, but if they're just like chitty chatty, like shut up, I'm trying to like be somewhere right now. I'm trying to remove myself I'm trying to do sense of sensory withdrawal funnily enough that's kind of like part of our tradition you know I'm trying to do like focus right now this is my dharana moment would you just stop it I think we I think over talking can be a sign of oh, I won't go into that but yes nice one Katie I love it all right folks um we're at time um thanks so much for letting me bang on about this everybody on the replay I want to hear from you too. Like, let's keep the conversation going in the Abundant Yoga Teacher Facebook group. If you, um, if you, you know, DM me on Insta if this has been a good podcast for you, uh, at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. If you want to share your pledge with me, like Katie's done, like Gail's done, if there is, like I've done, if there is something that you want to be held accountable to and see that witnessed about how you know you can help the yoga industry become better, more professional, safer, more inclusive, whatever really speaks to you. If you take the mirror to yourself and see, actually, if I'm radically honest with myself, here is one or two things that I could tweak that would help yoga as a whole be better. I really, really compel and and and, and plead to you to do that. Um, 
I can teach you all sorts of things about marketing and branding, and all, but let, for today, let's take a stand for making yoga better. There's what happens in the container of a class better. For me, this is a, this is a holy situation. This is a, this is a connection to divine. This is not just an exercise class. And even if it was, we can still be, we can still expect more of ourselves, not in a way that is depleting or um, self-critical or self-judgmental, but in a way that lets us get closer to who we truly are, lets us remove any of those obstacles. Because let's face it, if we're not being the teacher we know we're meant to be in class, it's the glaciers that are getting in the way. And we have the skills to remove those, which starts with svadhyaya, self-reflection, which again, good news, is part of our tradition. So, folks, thanks so much for being with me here today. Connect in with me. Share. I want to know. I want to um, hear from you. I am so, so sending so much like love radiating out right now for everybody who is up for this challenge um, because everybody that practices yoga and the people who contact or in contact with the people who have practiced yoga, like think about the magnitude of the ripples on this pond but I'm talking about the primordial ocean, the primordial ocean. I'm not talking about fucking ponds. Like this is massive. If you do just one thing better because you know you can, the impact is profound. I promise you, the ripples are profound. Hey, Catherine. Catherine's just joining us. Catherine, I don't know when you got here, but um, we're just talking about how essentially this is the cliff notes. Amy went to a shitty class on the weekend and now she's asking everybody to be better. So the people that go to shitty classes know they're in shitty classes. That's kind of it. <laughs> God, the swear words were everywhere today. You can tell when I'm incensed about something, the profanity just goes way up. Folks, it's been fun. Thanks again to everybody who's um, recommitted to their business by investing in the flash sale. Holy Toledo, like we totally oversold the yin yang out of those 90 minute intensives. You're all awesome. Uh, and if you are still interested in working with me over a six month period, uh, we do have one place left for the private coaching package, Grow Seven Shine. Um, I'm available to talk about that through till probably Sunday night, and then we're going to pull it. Uh, but it's there for anyone who fancies it. <clears throat> Everyone on the replay, don't feel left out. Send me a message on Insta or shoot me an email. What is it that you're going to do better because you know you can, so that yoga, <coughs> excuse me, yoga gets to be even better, and people like my friend next to me on the sticky mat on the weekend. No, they, they they don't get into that situation and they don't invest thousands of dollars and they don't travel hundreds of kilometers to be neglected in class. No dice. Let's make it better. Thanks, folks. Have a great day. I'll speak with you all again soon. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed that fabulous yogi superstar. Want more from me? Subscribe to this podcast. Or follow me on Insta at Amy Yoga Biz Coach. Talk again soon.